Don't tell me what was said about me. Tell me why they were so comfortable to say it to you. The next time somebody brings you a piece of gossip about yourself or what they heard, you ask them that. And you'll find so many answers coming your way that are straight funny. Remember the honeymooners. Hamada, 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 hamada. How do you answer that? Because if someone came and told them something about you, they had to be comfortable in doing it. Therefore, they were talking about you too. We don't want to focus on that. I just had to get that off my chest. That was a saying that I saw on Twitter. and I just thought it was so hilarious. <laughs> if some, somebody says something to you about me, tell me why they were so comfortable to say it to you. Because you see, people that I have down with me for real, for real, that are like, yo, I'm going to check you on that. I don't want to hear that about Lance or whatever. I don't want to hear that about Mrs. Skurve, whatever. The fact that they were comfortable to say it to you, that means you're down with the bullshit when it comes to you. I'm weeding out people left and right of my life. And the energy that I carry is proof positive of that. You see, the reason why I speak about the envy and the gossip so much is because those are energies that you don't need to have around you when you're trying to make progress. When you're trying to make progress, you don't have that around you. People say, oh, ignore those people. Excuse me. I got this big behind towel here because it's hot. I had to cut off all my fans and stuff because this microphone is so sensitive. It would pick everything up. But this, you have to make sure to clean house. Look, how long can you run a car and not tune it up? How long can you do these things? Okay, no messages so far. I had to turn this phone down because I know when I get down in the nitty gritty, it's going to start ringing, which is okay, right? But at this point for me, I look at life and I say to myself, there are many positive people that I've known and do know, but as we get older, I know that we have more to look back on than we look I have to look forward. How do you know that? We don't know. Well, they'll say, Lance, you're right up on 60 years old, April coming. There's no way you're going to live to 120. How do you know that? How do you know don't live to 300, 400, 500? We know what the average is, and we know pretty much what it is. For me, it's not about having a lot of time. It's about being effective in the time that I have, not wasting time. And that's why I started out with the whole gossip thing. I don't do the waste of time stuff. I can't sit here and make up fake profiles and go up in somebody's page and talk to them with them not knowing it's me and then go run back and tell something. This junction point in my life right now is not going to be spent with that and it never has. I get doses of it, probably more intense than most people because I'm on social media so much. And they speculate. And they speculate. Came back to me the other day when somebody said, well, Lance can't be making much money because he doesn't get much hits. You, you're in my pockets like that? No, I don't make much money on YouTube. And I don't get much hits. I kind of suspect the shadow banning. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking too highly of myself. My ego is not involved in this. But for those who are speculating, well... I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm well-rested, 
I do not have a job and I've made some major moves. There must be something that I have coming in that you don't know about. For those who are just so hell bent on trying to figure out what I have here and there in this area, do I look like I'm missing a meal? All right. So worry about yourself. Worry about your debts. Worry about what you got to do. There are people who said some vicious things to me years ago. And I look at their lives and they're the ones who got to run to feed the babies. They're the ones who got to get up in the morning and go to work. They're the ones who called me fat. You're big, fat, whatever. I was bigger. I slimmed down. If you look at my older videos now, they're the ones that are fat. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, we, we play these petty games not knowing what the future is going to hold. And I don't think petty. I got things to do, right? I, I'm not even going to reveal what it is in front of me, but just take it. I got things to do. I'd rather stay here in isolation with my super, super tight circle of friends. My circle of friends is so tight, it can't even be considered a circle, right? Mm. The big fluffy towel again. I love it. You got to be careful, y'all, because it's about your energies and about your focus and about you validating your life. You have to validate your life every day by going after a goal. This is how I feel. Many people don't feel that. Many people just, they wake up and the body's functional. They have no thanks in their heart to whoever it is that they deem to be the one that made them, the system, the creator, whatever you want to call it, the most high, this or that, whatever you want to call it. They take life for granted. And there's nothing that they have to show for their life. That is scary for me. If I was a mechanic, I'm going to want to fix cars all day. I give some people breaks because I know times are hard. I'm validating my life. If I'm a scientist, I'm going to try to find out ways to improve the world. Not doubt that there is a God, a creator. Yes, there is. But we're trying to figure out to go deeper to help people in the fact that we are being scientists of various kinds to discover a cure for something or discover to make a way to understand, to extract more knowledge from it. You ever see um, the construction machinery and how they have the arms that scoop? and pick things up and it's all based off of nature. Look at some, look at a lobster, look at the hands of the lobster, the leverage that it has when it will reach out to grab you or grab something. Nature teaches us everything. And I can see in construction equipment how they've used certain natural laws and things that are to make things better. So what are you doing for your life to make things better? I'm not trying to be a smart ass and just say, hey, I'm doing something and you're not doing anything. No, but we have to question ourselves because I find that when one doesn't have a legacy or a lineage and something that they do as they get older, they go more to the lower desires. They, more, they go more for the decadence. You can do that early on and switch. But when you have something you're building, if you're building a house, do you have time to run around and worry about what somebody else is doing? If, if, if you accomplish something, for me, once I accomplish something and get near accomplishing it, what do I want to do? I want to start thinking about the next thing, right? 
not just, well, I accomplished it. Let me just sit here and die. Let me just sit here and get drunk or gossip or waste time and just sit here and die. Let me worry about what everybody else is doing positively. And I'm like that guy on the street begging people on a Monday morning and a Monday afternoon and a Friday when they come back with their paycheck. We know it's cashless now and th things direct deposit hits the bank, but I'm going to sit there all week and watch them make progress. And then at the end of the week, I know they have money and I'm going to ask them for a handout so I can get more liquor. No, it doesn't work that way. No, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. If you need and me and you are cool, hey, if you need and me and you are not cool, you're not getting my resources. I'm sorry. You ain't getting them from me. You ain't getting them through Mr. Scurve either. Don't be slick. You know what I mean? You got conniving people out here who don't want to pull their weight. They don't want to face what they've created and be responsible to deal with it. But they want you to bear the weight and you to help them. No, it doesn't work that way. See, so for me right now to not let that toxic energy get around me, even though it gets around me and it gets thrown at me to pull me, I'm still elevating. I'm not still I'm not trying to elevate. I am elevating. And this is what will keep you preserved. And if it's not for you, for you to stay on this earth, at least you have something to show for it and share. Then what's the purpose of your life? To eat, to drink, to sleep, to doo-doo, to pee, to have sex, and then what? Die? Just like it was said. This level is for learning. This is a school. This is, this is where we learn our lessons. That's the only way we can, it's the only thing we can take with us. I mean, if you're creative and we're going to be here for a while, you want to build a nice house. Doesn't mean it has to be the biggest thing, but you want to build a nice house to live in for the years that you're going to be here. You want to take care of yourself with your body, even though you, the body is made to expire. So don't go and say, well, we're going to die anyway, so I might as well just treat my body any kind of way. Then you're focused on the wrong thing and your goal is not to extend and be very intense in what you do to make it easier for the next person. I know this was something that I'm supposed to do. It's for a lot of people to go this way, to share their stories and experiences and motivate people. Some people use it to go after people and create havoc and, 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 and anguish and chaos and confusion. To do this, whether you like me or not, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of thinking. I jot my thoughts down. I mean, look, on the back of one of my drawing pads, right? Look at all those, look at all those across the world. Half of these might not even be used. Half of them might not even be used, but my mind is thinking. I'm preoccupied. I don't have time for the foolishness. This is why there's certain people I could never, I could never walk with. I could never vibe with. Because what are you going to tell me? It's stuff that I don't want to hear. And when you get around me, you're going to be so intimidated because you know I'm not about that foolishness. And you're going to feel very uncomfortable. Even when you try to act like you're comfortable, you're going to feel very uncomfortable. Because I'm quiet. I got things to do. I wake up with a goal. If I don't have a specific goal, I'm going to find one. 
I'm going to lay there until it comes to me. But pretty much tomorrow, I know what I'm going to do. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Now, if it's for me not to do that and something comes in my way that's a positive opportunity, I'll weigh it out and I'll make it happen. But you have to keep moving forward. And the venoms that you have inside of yourself, those things will shut you down. If I got something to tell you, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to make sure you understand how we stand. I'm going to dump all of that and I ain't thinking about you. I'm going to keep moving forward. See, too many times we hold these things inside. I'm not going to do it. And sometimes silently you have to just let it go and let these entities see by your movement that, damn, he can't be thinking about me creating all of this stuff. No, don't stop me. Many people have tried to be a roadblock and stop me and what I have to do. And you should never be that to somebody else. If you do not like them, if you don't vibe with them, let them go. Let them do what they have to do. If you're concerned so much or you're so much caught up in stopping them, that means there's something wrong with you that you need to deal with. There's something wrong with you that you need to deal with. Maybe it's something back from childhood. I don't know. Maybe your daddy didn't give you enough hugs. Maybe he didn't give you enough acknowledgement. I don't know. Maybe your mama was cold to you. Maybe something happened to you in school. I don't know. You need to go back and figure out what it is and heal it. I didn't do it to you. I don't have time to do things to people that way. But if there's something I have to let you know, I'm going to do it. Because like I always say, I am not going to die from emotional constipation. No way. Not me. It's too much to do. Look at my work desk. You can't see it. I cleaned it up. It's 25% jumbled because in the battle, especially when you're chiseling away at a big piece of marble, you don't have time. Oh, I, I chipped a piece. Let me go down and sweep it up. No. I'm in the heat of creative battle. And so as I create, more thoughts are flowing, more things are coming my way. And it's like, you'll clean up later on. So that's the way it is with me. The focus, and when things are done, you look back and say, man, I created a masterpiece, whatever it may be. But quickly, you, you, don't, you don't read your press clippings. You, don't, you, you read the feedback, but you're not looking for validation. Now you're looking to get to the next thing, like a fighter that gets knocked down, he doesn't say, oh, I'm knocked down. Now the fight is over. You have that resolve inside of you. You get back up and you fight just as hard. That is your moment. That is your window of opportunity. And that's the problem with us. We have so many windows of opportunity, but we're clogged up with what people say in our head and try to implant in our head to not do anything anymore. And when I hear somebody coming at me negative, it makes me want to be super positive to smash them. Come at me negative. I can process it. And I'll turn it into positive energy. Come at me positive. You did me a favor because I'm still going to be positive and I'm going to feed from you. But you come up with that negativity. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to say, you know what? They're coming negative. They gave me two parts negative. I'm going to give them 10 parts positivity. You won't be able to keep up with me. That's my pet peeve. See, like I said, you have a certain amount of a window of opportunities in your life. Sometimes the window of opportunities come when you're going through the most foolishness in your life, the most pain, the most confusion. You don't know where you're going to go. You don't know where your next step is going to be. Sometimes and oftentimes and most times what I'll say, that's when that hidden or kind of peripheral out of the side of your eye window of opportunity is to do something new. Sometimes we are stuck in a rut in a certain particular reality and we have accepted it 
And sometimes something comes along to rip us out of that place of familiarity in that uh, reality. And we have no choice but to scramble and make a new way. Why couldn't you make a new way before? Why couldn't you reach out and talk to some people who are in a different area of expertise to make you improve your game? Why couldn't you have used that time on, on the Internet when you're looking at women shaking their behinds? Or you're looking, looking for gossip from your girlfriends and you're back and forth texting about somebody who's not even thinking about you. Why couldn't you have used that window of opportunity to make yourself better, to improve yourself for the next day? And all progress, you got to understand, does not come at a steady pace. This is why you have to have multiple means of perfecting your game. See, if the power goes out and I don't have any power to record anything, well, guess what? I'll get on my phone to record something. I'll take a walk and go deep in thought. I'll get my digital uh, uh, recorder and grab my mic and sit outside and record something when the power is out. And when it comes back on, I have something now to upload. I'll go to my laptop and make a banner for it. If the power's out, stick it in there, boom, have something ready to upload. Multiple means of, for me, creating content. But it doesn't mean you're always creating content. Doesn't mean that. Look, I remember back in, was it 1980? And I said this before, bodybuilder Frank Zane, three-time Mr. Olympia, won it in 77, 78, and 79. And he was on his way possibly to winning again in 1980. But he was sitting by the side of his pool and he had one of these uh, lawn chairs that reclined, but it was made of metal. And when he reached over, to lean up, to get up, the chair broke and it sliced him. Not to be lewd, but it sliced him below his testicles, but that space between your testicles and your anus, it sliced him. So this was a major injury. He couldn't train and do squats and heavy training like this. And it was weeks before, um, I believe, before the Mr. Olympia 1980. So he, he couldn't go, he couldn't go. But he said, it was a time of great learning for him because while he was in the hospital bed for a time, it wasn't forever, but he had to heal up. So he couldn't put that pressure on himself that he took his time and read more because he didn't have as much time to read. And we knew that he knew his body, but he took time to study. So you really should never say or feel as though you're down. There's always something to do to make you better. And I'm very keen on that. I do not waste one. I'm always thinking about progress, always thinking about it and always reaching for it. So there's no excuse, especially now since we have the Internet. You, you, you can rival any college graduate, even though you don't have the piece of paper with things that you've studied in an orderly fashion, because face it, what is college? You pay, you put yourself in debt. They have a schedule for you, just like everybody else, where you read so much, you study so much. Why can't you do that for yourself? That's what I say. Why can't you do it for yourself? I do it for myself. The only thing I knew how to do on a computer back in 2001 was to push the on button to turn it on. I knew nothing about that. I knew nothing about uh, programs, audio programs, video programs, editing, um, digital art. I knew nothing about this stuff. The stuff that I brought to the table was stuff that I knew from a teenager. When I was in school, the writing, how to write, how to communicate. I've always been pretty good that way. So it wasn't like I'm some dude who's mad that, you know, Lance paid attention to school and I didn't No, If you didn't, then that's on you. 
I've always had a thirst for learning. My mother always made me read. And after a while, she had to try to pull me away from reading. Not that she didn't want me to do it, but it's like, Lance, it's three o'clock in the morning. You haven't slept yet. You got to go to school tomorrow. I'm like, I'm reading. I love reading. I've always been that way. And it's never, I got so many decades of, 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 of information in my head and experience that I use it for this thing that I do. Like I said, we all have different talents and gifts and abilities. Find yours and work it and stop hating on me. You know what I mean? And I'm just saying that in general. And there are a few specific people that can take heed to that from me, right? But those window, windows of opportunity, don't wait for everything to be perfect. Like I'm going to wait until I feel super healthy, super rested, well fed, money in my pocket, bills paid up three to six months ahead of time. Everything's going great in the relationship. And I know my window of opportunity will come. No, the window of opportunity usually comes at the darkest times. That's what it is. It's when you're knocked down that you can see what's down. You can see what's up and you can figure things out. While those who are cheering the fact that you got knocked down, that's revealing to you who's who in your life because you'll hear it come back to you. Those who are really in your corner who truly and sincerely want to see you get up, you'll know who they are. Because remember, there are a lot of naysayers and a lot of haters that will cheer you on and try to encourage you to get up, to get a closer place into your life. So you can say, you know, when I was down, you were there for me. Not everybody who's there for you when you're down is really for you. We have a lot of agents out here. And agents doesn't mean just government agents and black suits trying to find out your business because you have no privacy. We have no privacy these days. Electronically, they can go into your phone, into your computer from way over in another country if they really, really want to. You, just because you say things are private or they tell you on your phone or your computer, trust me, it's not that way. So stop thinking that way. Soon, our own thoughts won't be private. The things we think, they'll figure it out by our brainwaves and they'll know what it is that we're thinking. Let them, let them see it. Let them see it. Why do they come after us like, like they do? It's because we don't know who we are and they're afraid of our greatness once we realize who we are. I can joke and act the way I did back in the old days and I wasn't a complete fool. But sometimes people are not in that super serious place. So you have to let them know through humor, through the kind of jokes you say that, oh man, you, you got to really know about this thing. If you can joke about it like that, yeah. But does it rule me? Does it pull me? It tries to whisper at me every now and then, but no, I'm not going back to those places. These next few years, just like I told Lily Fire earlier, I said, we really think we're going to be here forever. No. And that's not to be gory because I'm and right now is forever for me. Right now, this day, this moment that I'm sitting in front of the camera, this is forever. But we won't have too many forevers in our life unlimited. It's not going to be that way. But you know that you had a full life when you lived each moment is if it's forever and your last one at the same time. We don't know what's going to happen. But just like I told you, I said, listen, let's break life up into 20s, right? We have from zero to 20. And from zero to 20 is the biggest change that we will experience in our lives. The biggest change. From zero, newborn, clean slate, and maybe not so clean because some of us come into this world with something of a personality, right? But zero to 20, the biggest change in development. 
Now we know adolescence comes at 15, 16, 14, hormones, whatever it is for us, some early, some late. But from 20 to 40, what are we doing? Those really, in some people's minds, are your peak years. I don't think so, because we develop at different uh, stages. Like they say the human brain doesn't fully develop until it's 25 years old. And for us as black people, we do have fully developed brains, but in this society that is so against us, we're fighting to achieve the wrong things that we don't even need to be focusing on. You know what I mean? And it's not for me to tell you what not to focus on, but if all you're focusing on is a sports car or a mansion or these material things, what about the integrity? What about the things and characteristics on the inside of you, right? But we don't focus on that. We go through life and usually we catch our scars uh, between 20 to 30. Sometimes we make bad mistakes when we're teens and we have to pay for while this great window of opportunity is there for us. So 20 to 40, I'm just picking these numbers. 40 to 60 is a funny one. Because usually, because we didn't take care of ourselves, between 40 and 60 things happen. We realize that certain things are always going to be there and, and, and now our perspective changes because things begin to appear that we have more behind us than we have in front of us. And a lot of us get set in our ways. A lot of us get defeated. A lot of us may make cash coming in but our spirits are starting to wane and slow down. The things we hope for that we now have materialistically, we realize we focused on the wrong things, right? So we get to 60. Whoo! Why do we feel so down and beat down at 60? Because somebody told you you had to achieve something by a certain time frame, a certain chronological period, which is a lie. I have nothing to prove to that system that's engineered against me to wear me down. This is why it's so easy for me to leave America. And part of that system is still here. The oppressors, their tentacles reach all over the world, but it's a little easier for me here and I can think better and I can manifest what's inside of me. That's why every single day for me is very exciting when I see what's going on in the world and compare it to what I've learned in, in this world in my life journey and be able to talk about it and have it respected. It's a beautiful thing. Right now it's what time? I can't even see the time on the computer, whatever. I've been working this Apple computer and I love it. And I thought it was so foreign. And the funny thing about it is all I had to do was put Google, Google Chrome on it. It's just like my other computers and it's more powerful and I'm, I'm just working it. So I'm not rubbing my eyes because I'm tired. I'm rubbing my eyes because it looked like something went in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired too. Mrs. Skirt fed me. When we came back from that walk, and I have it, it's like about an hour and a half, we walked up on the side of the road by the Abri Mountains. So we have that working. It'll probably be up by tomorrow. But I ate and fell asleep. Got a good dose of the itis. I wanted to do more, but I'm not going to push it tonight. I'm going to give in. And we can wake up and try to get it back on the camera again and just have fun. I'm having fun doing what I want to do. This is the life that I want to live. It doesn't always involve money. And then going back to the first thing, oh, oh, he making oh, that much money. He, I don't care about hits. I have a community. I have a community of wonderful people that we vibe with. I'm not trying to get the whole world to come and follow Lance Curve. No, I'm happy with the community. I'm happy with what I'm getting for my multiple streams of income. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I am eating. I sleep good. 
I'm healthy. That's one of the biggest things is that we feel, okay, I got, now there's certain, you do want to get to a certain size, granted, but it should be effortless because things ebb and flow. Like I said earlier, progress doesn't come at a steady pace. Look, I was stuck at 108,000 followers from when I first landed here in September of 2020 to about maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Then it shot up. And I was slowing down. Who cares? Who cares? I'm going to vibe the same way so that when the new people come, and there will be new people coming, they're going to appreciate the work. I want it to be where there's too much work for you to see. Say, man, Lance, man, I've been following you for a year and looking at all the old stuff, and I'm still not putting a dent in it. And while you look at the old stuff, some new stuff is coming. That's just how I am. I've always been that way. Even when I was involved in the sport of bodybuilding, I was always that way. I was vicious. I was fanatical. I was dedicated and committed. And it was a very, it ended up being a very painful thing for me after dropping so much blood from my teenage years into this. Me finding out that the level of prostitution there, the political affiliations, and if you're not affiliated with this gym or this organization, they're going to screw you over. You got judges who are homosexuals who you had to sleep with them to win certain things. And that's why when I went out of the organizations that I was usually in and went to the other one, I started winning those shows. And when I came back, they blackballed me. How dare you go somewhere else and win competitions? I'm like, this is the kind of game that we're, that we're playing here? I thought if I had a better body or better developed body, that I'd be fairly the winner. I could accept the loss. I, I lost, and it's not really a loss, you get, you, you, where you didn't get first place, right? I got more of the other than first place. But I understood why, because, okay, this time you needed to do this, and to put a little more weight on, on your calves, you need to do this, you need to tighten up the midsection, you need to, and I worked at it, and I got real good at it. But there are people better than me anyway, even at my best, I'm cool with that. If I can keep on making progress, no matter what it is that I do, I'm okay with that. That's my mentality. But I'm not going to sit here and slack over words that are thrown at me. You throwing this stuff at me, I have to defend myself against it and go for what I know. Tunnel vision. If you're miserable and have no time but to focus on me and be peeping up at me and watching me and speculating and go ask him this and find out about. No. What are you doing? Look, it might be me. It might be you. But somebody's dying tomorrow in this world. Somebody's dying next week. You have a date for death. What are you doing with it now? I have a date to transition. I'm trying to get as much done as I possibly can to leave my mark for my community, for my children, for my family before I'm out of here. You see? Look at the bigger picture. And some days I unplug and float. It's like being in a boat without a paddle. And wherever the stream takes you, you need days to do that too. But when I feel it, I take it. Right. Be very careful who is manipulating your mind. Be very careful of those who are around you. Be very careful of those who are so comfortable to come around you to tell you what somebody else said. Ask them, why are they so comfortable to tell you that? Kindred spirits, maybe you might have to go just like you throw people or throw items in the recycle bin and you delete them and you delete them permanently. You must do this because you know what? Your gossip about me is not as important as me making progress and keeping my mind focused. I am 
a little bit physically tired right now. I feel the fatigue, but I'm still so enthused that I can't stop. I have to force myself. That's been, if anything, a problem going to bed two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight o'clock in the morning because I'm on this thing so much in different ways and I'm learning so much, right? And now I have the time to do it. So those naysayers who wanted to try to keep up or get in a race, a person told me a long time ago, Lance, you ever found out that you were in a race that you didn't know you were in? And you realize these people are racing you and you also realize that you're winning the race. And they're mad at you all this time. They were racing against you and you're winning the race and you didn't even know you were in that race. How many races are you in that you don't know about? And the people around you, some of them, not all of them, are pissed off that you're winning and they know you don't that, that, that they know you don't even know that you're in a race. That's amazing. I'm not a person to race or compete with anyone. I have enough um, creativity. I have enough of my own thoughts. My, my parents constructed me in a different way. And, and they told me I'm going to have problems as I get older because of that. They instilled so much inside of me, the confidence, the ability to think logically, um, to focus before I came out the box or came out of adolescence. I was solid with that. And there's still things that I have to work on. And of course, you know, people say, don't claim anything. But, you know, after I was beat by those cops, 11 of them, and that's a scar that I still walk with today, but it doesn't bother me. It inspires me. You know, you wake up one night and some dude breaks in your house and the fright of that happening makes you not feel as safe wherever you are. Like I'm into privacy and locking down, you know, because of that even more. Then the next night I'm riding my bike with my friend Elton and there's a car that pulls up to me and they got a gun in, in the middle and a girl in the middle sitting there saying, is that him? Is that him? Yes, that's him. I don't rape nobody. I didn't do anything to that woman. We found out later on, of course, that it wasn't me, but they were coming to kill me. So to know those extreme and there's a gazillion other things that have messed with my psyche that I've had to repair it and to be functional again. But they're things that I've been through. And again, I've never been a guy who, you know, people here in New York City and, oh, man, that's a rough place, man. So and so. Yes, it is a rough place. It's still a very rough place. Yeah, we know Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit. We, we know these are rough places. Other states that are out there. Look at Memphis. Memphis is rough. Wherever black people are, they seem to have make it, make it where it's rough. But the thing is, is that I was not some killer. I was not some gangster. I wasn't some bad boy. I wasn't all of that. But I experienced that around me. And I, didn't, I wasn't raised that way. But when the crack era came out even more so, we all experienced things, right? So I've had close calls being in close proximity to situations that I wasn't really a part of. But I'll never sit up and tell you, Oh, I'm some tough guy. Yeah, I've had a gun put to my head one time, two times. Well, two times, or mainly the one time. To my head when I was driving the vans, right? That's a whole other story. I got stories for you. You know, I, I dodged AIDS and herpes and all kinds of diseases, being out there wild, raw dog, thinking I'm invincible, but I wasn't invincible. I was just protected. And the things that I've been through, there's a young lady who uh, made a statement, um, a comment, she would like to hear how these things have affected me, especially on a sexual level. And um, I've been talking about doing my stuff on Patreon. I haven't done it yet. 
but I'm pretty much after tomorrow when I do my SoundCloud uploads, I'm ready. Not just that, but just life. And I'm going to use a little more spicy language. I'm going to bring you to a different reality of how I see the world. I'm on a super serious level. I'll be funny and stuff like that too, but I'll tell you what makes me tick. I found out recently a lot of things that make me tick, that I react to, that have affected me in the past, that make me what I am. It's a thing of self-exploration. And many of us are running toward the distraction so much that we don't realize that we have an innerverse that needs to be studied. Most people are looking out up in the clouds or down the block, where's the answer? Where's the white Jesus busting through the cloud? But all of those good things that you look for on the outside are on the inside. And usually what you encounter on the outside is not good for you at all. It's always a substitute or a hustle. Go out into nature and be still. Get away from people sometime. The wayward people distract me from going inside. I got people that send me videos. Fine, I love that. But when you send somebody three and 400 videos a day, what is that? What kind of life are you living? You know what I mean? So I got to ignore these things. There's a lot coming at me. I've been doing this for a long time. And I've learned a lot. Met a lot of wonderful people all over the world. I'm realizing how many people I know here in, in Ghana. That's girl, I love you. I've been following you for years. It's, what, me? For real? Who, who told you? Oh, I've been following you for 10 years, 15 years, whatever. What happened? You don't draw anymore? I remember you from 2002. You out here, it's amazing, it's mind-blowing. So, the confidence that comes, I'm already confident. The confidence that comes from knowing you've had a little effect worldwide, internationally, on top of, you can't, you can't, you can't chip me down. You can't break me down. Like a fighter who's undefeated or maybe had one or two losses, you know, on a bad night, but pretty much he's a winner and he knows it. You're not going to whip me like that. There's a momentum that's coming with all of this in life. A confidence that when you stand there, a total stranger can say, oh man, something about that person, male or female, something about that person. And many of those who because, you know, now the word is going around from certain naysayers that are kicked out of my world. Oh, he's a narcissist. Oh, he's a narcissist. He loves a... I've been through a lot. What do you want me to do? Introduce you to the show and do like this? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Last Curve Live. Today, we're going to have a little show of quiet. Okay, here's the show. You think I'm crazy. I'm here to talk. But there's so many people who are closet narcissists will saddle up next to you and they really want the spotlight. What spotlight? Anybody can get a camera or a phone and talk and be a talking head. And what they're talking about is so far away from what really is. We have so many people playing the fraud game. Frauds. And it feels good to live a different life and project and get the reactions from this fake persona. Anybody ask you about me, this is how I am. There are people who follow this particular platform who I've known from the 70s, late 60s, six years old, all the way up on different jobs, different situations, back in the freaky days. They're here. They'll say things, Lance, you know, I can't say my name, but uh, you know, I was that girl that you met, that, whatever. So what? I am me. And there's different parts of my journey that if you can't accept it, then don't be here, right? Because I did not live a perfect life. I wasn't into the alcohol, the crime, or the drugs. Y'all know what I like. 
right? Am I going to be ashamed of that? My thing is to figure out in my particular personal puzzle of my life is to figure out what it is that made me what I am now and how I think now. If I start thinking a certain way, because I, I struggle. I struggle with PTSD. I didn't have to go to a white man to find that out. But after that situation with the police, and my things have been emotional. It hasn't been where I really had to live impoverished or I lacked an ego. And I got to tell you how bad a man I was. You know, I was this gangster. I was this gunman. And oh, come on, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? And it sounds so funny. You know, when I was in uh, training in, in uh, the Academy of Corrections for the, uh, for the correction job in Florida, immediately the SWAT team came to me. They said, listen, we need you to do a year because when you do corrections and stuff and, they, and they're paying you at the same time, you have to give them at least a year of your service to pay up the couple thousand that they, that they invested in you in the training. It was a SWAT team, right? They're like, man, you know, I, I have skills with a gun. And they wanted to take that further, you know, the sniper type stuff. And I was telling Mr. Scurve how it is because I hung around a few of those guys and learned a lot. Um, I forgot a lot also, but I do have the natural ability. So it's funny when I hear people talk about how they're this and how they're that. I'm like, fool, you don't even know. You know what I mean? It is something to know something and just be quiet and let a fool talk. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. But for me, it's always been the emotional things that I had to deal with. You know, the disappointments, the being backstabbed, the being. So this is why for me, people see me two ways. They say, man, he's just so quiet. And he's reclusive. Yes, I am that. Oh, man, he talks a lot. He's alive at the party. Yes, I'm that. I'm both of those things, but nothing in between. When it's time to be me and shine, I'm there. When it's time for you to be me and look within and correct the things that are inside of me, fine. Sometimes I'll see somebody or something ticks me off, boom. And I'm completely different than what you know me to be here because I got healing to do. And when people keep pushing things a certain way, they're going to feel it from me and hear it from me. That's just the way it is. We all are human and never let anybody criticize you for being human because we're all a work in progress. We all have things to improve on, bar none. No matter how perfect the facade is, you know, I'm not just gonna say or knock my sisters, but you know, I, I've seen women who get to a certain age and you know, they didn't take care of themselves and the skin is jacked up and everything and whatever and they got the comb over going on or whatever. Um, love yourself for who you are. Stop trying to front. But then we have the makeup that can come on in and then it looks so different. But you can see this like two inches of makeup on your face. It's like, why are you going through that? Accept yourself. Improve yourself from the inside. Drink more water. Get some rest. Eat food, not little things that you just eat food, real food that will nourish you. Think right. Get out right. Achieve. But so many of us are trying to act like the real thing instead of being the real thing. Anybody can be the real thing. No matter what their age is, you can turn it around. I have a lot of momentum. and I'm not going to let myself get robbed of this creative period. I'm free. I don't have to answer 50 million phone calls or people trying to keep you on the phone for 10 hours, 13 hours a day and keep just be all up on you. No, I'm free. I can flap my wings. Now it's even more effortless for me. And I, and I look forward to this. It's a beautiful thing. It's a really, really beautiful thing. But you can always start. 
Just keep the negative energies away from you. And you have to be determined with this because if you're looking forward, you see one, you say, okay, I got that one. There's one sitting on your shoulder, one behind you, one on the ceiling, one when you're crushing underfoot. You have to damn near be paranoid. But I'm not saying to be paranoid, but this is a spiritual fight. And when you have the light inside of you, and when you have the focus and the drive and the stick intuitiveness and that resolve to commit to something where other people are looking to get away from the discomfort, I won't say pain, but the discomfort. Like I said before, and it's well known, the two biggest, most powerful motivating forces in this world are pleasure and pain. And we all want the pleasure, but we don't want the, the pain or discomfort. I won't say straight up pain like your hand is being chopped off or somebody stabs you in the eye with a screwdriver, but, but the discomfort. But it's in the discomfort that we grow, right? So I'm not saying just jump into out of your comfort zone, but I don't want to really always be in my comfort zone. This is why Mrs. Skirvis sleep. We had a long day. I got my food. I got a nap. I got up. I said, listen, I can't just roll with the one thing that I did today, even if I don't put it up to tomorrow. I got to ha have some things inside of me that need to be shared and I can't have it any other way. You know what I mean? So it's that kind of thing that we have to do. Keep ourselves a little bit uncomfortable because that's the place of growth. Anyway, I touched on a whole lot of things. I didn't even know. I started out with a statement. <laughs> Went everywhere, but that's the way I am. Listen, I want to talk about deeper and deeper things. I don't want to be superficial and, and just talk about certain few things. Yeah, we'll talk about certain events and how it affects our life. But I want to go deep, deep, deep into human nature because I can see things what they are. You know, even when I know it's a disaster waiting to happen, I know when I see a riot, I could be around some rotten people for years if need be. I don't have to anymore, right? I'm not on these jobs anymore. I'm not around even in America anymore. I can do what I want. See how quiet it is? It's so quiet. And I can lose myself in my thoughts. And I love that. That is the ultimate heaven for me, to be able to heal up, enjoy myself, and the most of all, be at peace with myself. And that's something for many that are very elusive because they're focused on keeping up a facade and ignoring what's inside of them that needs to be worked on. And I don't want to be one of those people. Anyway, much love to you all. Salute to my brothers. Much love mwah, to my sisters. You know, I've been doing this down here and haven't done a rooftop. I'm going to do another rooftop. I've seen so many anthills today. You'll see it on the, on the little stretch of walking that we did. I got to get back over there and do an ant. I got to do it like once a week. And Hill's looking for me. He's like, where, where'd he go? <laughs> anyway, much love to you all. Like, share, and subscribe. Make sure to download the Landscurve app, Landscurve, on Google Play Store, on the Amazon Store, on the App Store. I made it beautiful, and everybody gets their acknowledgement. But there's so much more to the app. So you can also go on Landscurve.com and look at the archive posts. We have thousands and thousands of them. The work has been put in from 22 years ago. This is February 22 years online, long before YouTube came to existence in 2005. I remember getting interviewed in 2003, 2004 on these um, phone interviews, and people knew the work from way back then from the artwork and the writing. So it's multiple lanes for me. So I'm not coasting. We're going just as hard because for me, my best days in life, in living, in achieving, my best days at almost 60 years old, are ahead of me as long as I'm here.
If the creator takes me away, then fine. My best time is still. I'll be in existence somewhere. But here on this plane, I'm looking forward to my best days. Not just living my best days, saying it, but striving, which brings me that good feeling of satisfaction. So leave the comments, you know, shoot me the emails. All the information is in the description area below. Donations and all that good stuff. You know, since people say I don't have any money, right? They'll just, you know, donate to a brother. I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm struggling. <laughs> Everybody else is begging. No, I'm, I'm just being funny. But anyway, much love to you all. Take care and have a good rest. A good night, good morning, good day.